Hello and welcome to Ludvika Info, podcast made in several languages by Ludvika Commune. You can listen to this podcast in six different languages, simple Swedish, English, Arabic, Tigrinya, Somali and Persian Dari. My name is Jim Diamondship and I'll take you through today's episode. As a listener, please feel free to contact us if you may know someone who would be interesting to talk to or if you have any suggestions on any topic that you want us to address. We'll also be happy to hear from you about what you think about the podcast, and maybe you could come up with suggestions on how we make it better. All opinions and comments are welcome, so do not hesitate to contact us on pod at ludvika.se. That's P-O-D-D at ludvika.se. Whoever you are, wherever you are. I wish you a warm welcome. We would like to take this opportunity to remind you that some of the information about COVID-19 may have changed by the time you listen to this programme. To be absolutely sure that you have the latest information about the corona, it is recommended that you go to the Public Health Agency's website www.fhm.se Now there is also a phone number that you can call to get the latest information about COVID-19 in your native language and that is 08-123-68-000. The latest information on the situation in Dalarna can also be found on Region Dalarna's website and on www.1177.se. News from Ludvika and Delana. We're going to start with vaccination because it's the most effective way to avoid getting seriously ill or dying from COVID-19. Vaccination may also help reduce the spread of infection. Therefore, it is important that as many people as possible choose to get vaccinated. There are two approved vaccines against COVID-19 which are being used in Sweden. We can let you know that there is some good information about vaccinations in Delana on the 1177 website. The information is available in several different languages, including all the languages which this podcast is made in. That's Arabic, Degrinya, Persian, Somali and English. To access this information, go to www.1177.se. And then select Dalana at the top of the page. Then you can click on the link called Vaccination Against COVID-19. Speaking of the vaccine, the vaccination of residents in Dalana is currently going to plan. It is hoped vaccinations of more than the original groups that have received vaccines so far will start soon. When it comes to healthcare, the situation right now is a little better than it has been in the recent past but it's still not quite as normal. And many people who work in healthcare have been moved from the regular places to work with Corona Care. Not only healthcare that is affected, but many tasks within the commune are also taking longer right now. Some businesses have problems with high sickness. Some shops are not able to operate as usual. And the distance learning in the school has a negative effect on some people. Travel and public transport has lessened since the new year, 
and this probably has a lot to do with distance learning. Unfortunately, many travellers are still not using face masks during rush hour traffic. In other words, the time when most people travel. Swedish Public Health Agency wants the rules on protection to continue throughout the spring. Right now, you have to wear a face mask on weekdays between 7 and 9 in the morning and between 4 and 6 in the afternoon. We'd like to remind you once again that information may have changed before you listen to this episode, so always visit the Public Health Agency's website www.fhm.se to get the latest information. So, we can tell you that the healthcare decision makers in Delana have decided that anyone who is to be vaccinated for COVID-19 will also be helped to make their way to get to the vaccination sites through medical travel or car compensation. This means that the rules for medical travel will be temporarily changed so it'll be easier for people to get to the places where they will receive the vaccination. Keep listening, I'll tell you more about medical travel. With the temporary rules, all people who are 70 years and older, and those who belong to a risk group, will receive compensation for the costs incurred when they drive to planned care visits and vaccination against COVID-19. The same applies to public transport, in other words trains or buses. Those who are to be vaccinated can travel free of charge by bus or train, so long as that option is available and you cannot take your car to the place where you're due to get your vaccine. This will apply between the 19th of January and 30th of June this year. So what are medical trips? Medical trips are trips to health centres, hospitals or other locations where you receive care within Delana that you do not have to pay for yourself. This means that you are entitled to money if you paid for those trips yourself. The most common is a visit to a doctor or dentist. Money is paid for the journey you make between your home and the hospital you are to visit. Since we are now in the middle of a pandemic with the COVID-19 spread, since September last year, you may also get money when you take your own car if you visit healthcare, dental care or when you get vaccinated. As we said earlier, special rules apply to vaccination. In the past, only people who are 70 years of age or older or belong to a risk group can get money for their travel. If you are an asylum seeker with a valid LMA card, the law on the reception of asylum seekers, you are entitled to compensation for your medical trips. If you do not have your own car, you will receive compensation when you choose a train or bus. You can travel for free by presenting your summons, that is the paper you received in your mailbox with an appointment with the health service. Present this to the train host or the bus driver. If you do not have your summons with you, you can pay for your ticket yourself and then send in the receipt from your visit for the care and your trip to Dala Traffic. There's much more to read about how medical trips work on the 1177 website and on Dala Traffic's website. We can also go on to say that all the Swedish Migration Agency's temporary apartments for asylum seekers in Delana County are to be removed. There are currently 880 homes in Delana and in the autumn of 2020, 700 of those had people living in them. It has also been decided that the Swedish Migration Agency's office in Borlangi will be closed completely. 
It's not yet been decided exactly when this will happen. There's also no exact plan for when or where the people living in the Migration Board's housing will be allowed to move. According to the Swedish Migration Agency, the reason for these decisions is that for some time there are fewer people seeking asylum in Sweden and fewer asylum seekers needing help with temporary housing. Now we've some news from Sweden and around the world. If there's anything positive that could be said about the coronavirus, it may be that the winter vomiting bug and flu that are normally usually very common during the winter has almost completely gone in Sweden this year. It's believed that this is because people are protecting themselves against the coronavirus and therefore are better at keeping their distance and washing their hands. So it's then more difficult for diseases to spread. Winter vomiting is a disease where you vomit, have a sore stomach and have to use the toilet very often. Influenza or flu is a disease when you develop a fever and pain in the body, among other symptoms, similar to a cold. And now some more positive news, because activities for children will now start again. During the corona period, many sports and other activities for children have had to close, but the government has decided to reopen these activities. This change applies to both sport and cultural activities. Ideally, the government still wants you to train outdoors if you can. Of course, everyone who organises and participates in these activities must be careful and help prevent the infection from spreading. Many children need sports and other activities in their spare time to make them feel better. Young people also need to have a life that is as normal as possible. There are many activities in Ludvika that have also been reopened to the public. The easiest way to keep track of this information is to look at www.ludvika.se for the latest information about which locations have been opened up and which rules apply. During January, the infection rates have lessened a little in Sweden, but in the rest of the world, things are a little different. Sadly, more than 2 million people worldwide have died after contracting the coronavirus. In the United States, several hundred thousand people have died. And, in, and over there, the virus is continuing to spread widely. In India, 150,000 people have died. and The country has now started vaccinating people. China has managed to stop the spread of the infection, but recently parts of northern China have been closed again. European countries have different levels of infection. The infection seems to have decreased in Germany, for example, but both Germany and France still have their strict rules regarding face masks and restaurant closures. And there is still a very high infection rate in the UK. In Africa, fewer people have been infected than in many other parts of the world, and experts believe there are various reasons for this. First, Africa's population has more young people and fewer older people, on average, than many other continents. Many countries in Africa are also located in areas where the climate is so hot and humid that the virus doesn't last so well. Finally, it may be good to know that more than 56 million people worldwide have recovered and regained their health after contracting the virus. We continue with news about corona. For the World Health Organisation, or WHO, 
has stated that the vaccine against the virus is not being distributed fairly around the countries of the world. The WHO works with human health around the world. Many rich countries have bought the most vaccines and poorer countries are getting almost nothing. The leader of the WHO says that 49 rich countries have so far received 39 million doses of corona vaccine and a poor country has only received 24 doses. But the WHO believes that poor countries will soon get a little more vaccine. There is a collaboration between 92 countries called COVAX that helps the poorer countries with vaccines. The cooperation will enable 20% of the people in those countries to receive their vaccines. Sweden is regarded as a rich country and has bought vaccines for itself. Sweden has bought more vaccines than there are people in the country. The goal is for 70% of Sweden's population to be vaccinated. We'll change the subject now and go to the United States, where the country has changed the president. This is important news across the world. Donald Trump has left and Joe Biden has become the new president in the country. As soon as he got his new role, he started to change things. The first decisions that a new president makes can be decided by the president himself. The US Parliament, or Congress as it is known, does not have to vote on them. Joe Biden has gone back to working with the rest of the world on the climate and the world's health. Collaborations that Donald Trump ended while he was president. Joe Biden has also decided to stop all the money that would go into building the wall against Mexico that would make it harder for people to enter the United States. Trump had also banned people from primarily Muslim countries from travelling to the United States. Biden is also removing that ban. And now comes some more positive news for those of you who are thinking of studying for a profession in healthcare because there will be several thousand more places in training for different care professions. The corona pandemic has meant that many more people are needed to work in healthcare. Therefore, 7,000 more places are now being started for healthcare educations at Erkeshogskolen or Polytechnic. The Erkeshogskolen is a post-secondary education for professions where more people are needed to work. All training includes internships at workplace. Doing an internship means that you're out at work part of the time you study. The new training places will be available in 13 different courses for healthcare professions. For example, paramedics and specialist nurses in emergency care. Some of the courses are for people who already have a lower education in healthcare. To read more about the courses or get more information about polytechnics, go to www.erkeshogskolen.se. More and more people with a foreign background are running grocery stores in small rural communities. Small grocery stores in rural communities are often referred to as country shops. The number of supermarkets in small communities has decreased for many years and a lot of stores have closed. Four years ago, the number of stores stopped falling. One reason is that rural retailers can now receive more financial support from the state. But it's also because more people with foreign backgrounds are taking over the stores and continuing to run them. A record number of foreign doctors received approved 
IDs last year. 279 doctors from outside the EU received medical identification in Sweden. That's more than any other year. To work as a doctor in Sweden, you must have a special medical licence. Doctors trained in non-EU countries must attend further education or take tests to obtain a Swedish medical licence. In the meantime, they must do internships and work in healthcare with professions where a licence is not necessary. For example, assistant nurse or pharmacy technician. The National Board of Health and Welfare approves the medical licence and it can take a long time for many foreign doctors to get Swedish medical licences. Last year, an unusually high number of medical licences were approved for doctors trained outside the EU. The National Board of Health and Welfare approved 279 medical papers. In the last 10 years, there have been an average of 169 each year. The National Board of Health and Welfare changed its system for approving medical licences in 2016. That's one reason more people are being approved now. But the doctors' union thinks it is still taking far too long. There is a shortage of doctors in Sweden, so the process needs to be faster. Many different authorities are involved and it's not clear who has the greater responsibility. Compared to other countries in the EU, Sweden has few people who are regarded as poor, but new figures show that there has been an increase of poor people in Sweden. 15% of Swedes are considered poor. That is the highest figure so far. There are many women over the age of 80 and many children who are considered poor in this group. But Sweden as a country has become richer. Those who make a lot of money often make even more money now. This means that the difference between people in Sweden has increased. However, figures show that Sweden has few people who are so poor that they cannot afford food, clothes, internet. They can be warm in their homes and they can afford to meet friends. Still, around 400,000 Swedes are considered poor. Romania has the highest number of poor people in the EU. 39% of the population are regarded as poor. There's also pretty good air in Sweden. Too much pollution in the air can cause sickness. It can lower life expectancy. Scientists and researchers say that if the air is cleaner, fewer people die or get sick. Researchers studied the air in a thousand cities in Europe. Their survey shows that the air in Sweden is quite good compared to many cities in Europe. But still, over 7,000 people in Sweden die every year, partly due to dirty air. In Sweden, it's generally the traffic that creates the most pollution. The city of Malmö has the worst air in Sweden. The best air is in the cities of Umeå, Uppsala, Örebro and Linköpen. Cleanest air in Europe is in the cities of Reykjavik in Iceland and Tromsø in Norway. Researchers believe that if the air in Malmö became as clean as in Tromsø, 200 fewer people would die there from pollution every year. Profession of the week. Many experts believe that it would be even more important to have an education to get a job in years to come. Those who choose to train in healthcare or school probably have the best chance of finding a job. 
Another job that experts believe will soon be easier to get a job is electrician. So today we will talk a little more about the profession of electrician. As an electrician, you may work both with installing wiring and lighting in new and converted houses, and also servicing and repair of electrical systems. If you train and obtain more specialist knowledge, you may also get to install computer and telecommunications networks. As an installation electrician, you put in wiring and install electrical equipment in homes, offices, shops and industrial buildings. It's mobile work and can take place at high altitudes or in tight spaces. So how do you become an electrician? In high school, you can study at the Electrical and Energy Programme. There may also be training courses at Convux. Further training for electrician is available at Polytechnics. Many employees also require that you have a BE licence to get a job. So, how do you, as a person, fit in to becoming an electrician? You need to be handy and careful. Being handy means that you're good at practical things. Things you do with your hands. For example, repair things. It's also good if you can see the colours as they actually are, and therefore are not colour blind. Colour blindness means that it's difficult to distinguish between certain colours. You may not see a difference between green and red. Being able to see the difference between cables with different colours is important in the electrical profession, and it can be difficult if you're not able to see which cables are which. It's also important to be very careful and think about safety as a priority. It can be very dangerous to work with electricity if you do not do it safely. When you have completed your education, you will have to work a certain number of hours to actually become qualified as an electrician. But you will get paid during this time. It's called an apprenticeship. As an apprentice, you will earn approximately between 14,500 to 16,900 Swedish kroner per month. The average salary of an electrician is between approximately 26,000 and 32,000 Swedish kroner a month. Just like most professions, your salary is different depending on where you live, how old you are and what experience you have. Ask us, do you have any questions about Ludvika, Sweden, Swedish society or even the Swedish language? Do you have anything you want to ask a politician about? Write to us at pod at ludvika.se. That's P-O-D-D at ludvika.se. Swedish of the week. It's highly recommended that as well as listening to this English version of the podcast, that you listen to the Swedish version as well. Here are some of the words that you may hear in that that are a little bit less common or difficult to know. These are tillfällig, which means temporary, trång or trångja, which means cramped, etharanhet, which means experience, and legning which means facility. Reparation, which means repair. And Beslut, which means decision. Now we can talk a little about Ludvika's history. Way back in time, Marnas was its own village. Today, 
Lots of Ludvika residents think of Marnas mostly as an area with many apartment buildings and where Hilangan's sports ground is. Marnas Skolan and Marnas Toy are located there too. But in the past, Marnas village was larger than it is now and everything that lies east of Hergbergsgarten, which runs through a large part of Ludvika, used to belong to the village of Marnas. The same thing for a large part of Knutsbu and right up to the border with Smedjibakken. We have a tip for this week. If you have Instagram, there's a page called Ludvika Utflit. There you can get tips on things that you may be able to see and do outdoors in the Ludvika area and which are suitable for families. Everything from toboggan runs, viewpoints, ski trails and old historical areas are recommended. So go to the Instagram app and then search for Ludvika Udflicht. Thought we'd end today's episode with some music. The music at the end of today's episode is from a Swedish artist named Ted Jardistad. Ted is extremely popular in Sweden and is seen as one of our greatest artists. Jardistad died in 1997 at only 41 years old. Ted wrote all of his music himself and his brother, wrote the lyrics. Ted Jardistad participated in the popular Swedish music competition, Melody Festival, four times and won one of those times. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Ludvika Info and do not forget to contact us if there is something you want us to tell you about. Maybe you have someone you think should be in our programme. Write to us at pod at ludvika.se Now be careful of each other and remember to follow the rules that apply to Corona. My name is Jim Diamondship. Opposite me is Josefina and we have our talented sound engineer, Matty. Talk to you soon. Oh, oh, oh.
Kärlekens skull 